2: Another edition of Poker Action Line here in our show from South Florida. And South Florida, really, Joe, has been uh, the place that everyone's focused on for about the last two weeks. And uh, just some tremendous tournaments with some big-name players, South Florida players, nationally known players. some
0: In ca- some cases, both. No, exactly. <laughs> guys we, that are both. We definitely have quite a few of them down here in South Florida.
2: Well, last week when we did the show, you were out of town, and uh, uh, I went ahead and... Uh, I did the show by myself and had uh, Mark Bonacani on, who was great, and uh, they had their charity poker event on Friday night. I heard it went very well down at the collection in Coral Gables. And uh, a lot of tournaments were going on that night. In fact, the final table for the uh, Seminole Hard Rock Showdown was being played as we did the show. I went back and saw some of the end of it. Uh, The next day was the WPT Finale. Which is a ten thousand dollar buy-in. In between, there was a super high roller going, and then when the weekend rolled around at the Seminole Hard Rock, they had the tournament of champions, which uh, uh, was only had invitees from uh, former champions from main events over the past fifteen years. Uh, for that, I, and I'm not really even sure which one was the most marquee uh, tournament.
0: Because no, I, it was they're
2: incredible. They're all incredible, is right. Uh, they had the the final on Sunday. Uh, the winner was Daniel Weinman, and uh, he made a great final table. You know who he defeated uh, in head-to-head play, which is pretty interesting, is uh, the Grinder. Oh, really? Yeah, the Grinder made the final table, went down to the final two. Daniel Weinman, the winner there. Uh, also at that final table was Eric Seidel, uh, Daniel Santoro, David Ormsby, and Dylan Wilkerson. And uh, Rocky was second, Santoro was third, Ormsby fourth, Seidel fifth. Wilkinson six. That cl- that closed up everything, and that ended just a great two weeks of action. But as we were doing the show last week, it was the tournament of uh, it was the uh, Seminole Hard Rock Showdown, and uh, I did pass along the winner on last week's show. Uh, Tony Taj was the winner over there, and uh, he defeated Daryl Fish head to head in the final table, wow. and finishing third was Rob Mizraki. <laughs> Good showing down here. It really at, was uh, some
0: of the hard rock from the South Florida boys. And when I
2: went over in the <laughs> afternoon, the uh, the grinder and Mama Grinder and uh, uh, Donnie was there. Uh, Eric was not there. He was the only one that was not there out of the brothers and uh, a couple girlfriends and and that sort of thing. And they were all right in the front row. Grinder got knocked out, and uh, that was it. <laughs> they were they hit the road. So. Uh, pretty interesting and uh really a lot of fun so uh or not the grinder I should say rob got knocked out in third right. they didn't stick around and watch the head to head but uh so deep runs nice payoffs for those guys the grinder won 218,000 in the uh tournament of champions uh from what i heard there was a three-way chop between rob fish and sinishtaj and i think first place was slated to be about 660,000 they ended up splitting three ways, uh, four, 424,000 each. Wow. So basically, there was still something to play for because they were playing for a seat in the Tournament Champions, which was a $15,000 buy-in, and there was a bunch of prizes, too, that were on the line, including a Hublot watch and uh, uh, several other things. So
0: Yeah, but I'm sure the gambling uh, opened up as soon as they made that deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. So it was uh, very interesting, got a chance to see a good bit of that, and uh, uh then to top things off if that wasn't enough fun and and i don't know what if it's better you tell me what you think is it better to have superstars all at the final table is it better to have well, obviously it's better if you have people you know and are friendly with but you know it's always fun to see up-and-coming young players too or great stories like a guy who maybe has never gone that deep in a tournament what do you think when you when you look for a, a tournament
0: to watch well you know you- the star quality of knowing these great players, you love that for entertainment value. You know, just because of the, you know, the the high level of poker that's being played with these people. Right. But I think a mix of the top pros with some of the you yeah, know, I think a mix is fun. The young and maybe the inexperienced ones. I mean, that's what we really enjoy about the main event. When you know, most most years the the, the nine finalists. Outside of a few years where you're sprinkled with with you know the, the grinder when he was there and and all of this, but you kind of enjoy seeing this, and I think that's very good for poker because that gives the amateur quote amateur player you know the hope that he could compete against these players and that it is a, you know it is an attainable uh, goal for you to get to a final table and and defeat some of these right. top pros. Right.
2: Well, I, I know we always like it when we've, people that I've had on the show I've interviewed and talked with and that were very nice and friendly. You know, I, I really am pulling for them. And that was the case in the two other tournaments. Uh, the winner of the finale, which was the $10,000 buy-in, uh, the, the showdown started. Uh, it was a one-day Friday opening day, came back for day two on Saturday, day three on Sunday. And then they took a couple days off to come back on Wednesday for the final table. Uh, in between, they started. They played the finale so that people could play both events. They took Wednesday off, came back Thursday for their final table, and the champion was Ryan Reese.
0: Oh, wow.
2: Former uh, world Main champion. Main event, yeah. uh, He defeated Alan Sternberg, who was the chip leader much of that tournament, by the way. And uh, he has uh, a WPT title to his uh, resume. But he uh, finished second. Terry Schumacher was third. Tim West fourth. And, and it's kind of interesting because Tim West is Natasha's, uh, Natasha Mercier's sister's boyfriend.
0: <laughs> so,
2: kind of like uh, Jason's brother-in-law. Yeah,
0: you go, yeah. Uh,
2: Jason Kuhn finished fifth, and Cliff Josephy finished sixth. Wow. So, Josephy made a couple of deep runs in, in two events, and it was fun to watch all these guys, to see them in action, uh, running deep. Mike Sexton did very well in, in both tournaments, went very far, and uh, it was a great tournament. But Reese wins 716000 in that one. Uh, A nice turnout, 349, up 7 from the year before. Uh, By the way, the showdown was, I think, 1,207. Uh, So a nice tournament there for one day. You know, people rebuy in the same day, and there's no question about that. But uh, a couple good tournaments. Then in between, they had this high roller. And you think a nice high roller tournament is maybe about 40-some, 40-50, maybe even 60 116 entries in that wow. one. Wow. $25,000, $500 dollars buy That's got
0: to be the biggest field that we've heard about with that kind of buy-in. Yeah, you know? I
2: would say. And Jason was the winner, Jason Mercier. Uh, and it was really pretty funny. Let's uh, see if I can get this hand down the stretch here. Uh, I wrote about it over the weekend, so it's going to be in the story. But um, I'll have to look it up. Uh, oh, no, I do have it here.
0: Uh,
2: this was a hand when they got down to three. And the final three is Jason Mercier, Justin Bonimo. And Lonnie Harwood.
0: Oh my God.
2: So, really great field there. Bonimo was the big stack at the time. Uh, Lonnie moved all in for her last 1.6 million chips. Uh, blinds were 40,000 and 80,000 at the time. Okay. So, that's a nice big bet there, obviously. She was holding King of Hearts, Jack of Clubs. Okay. Jason followed, moved all in for 2.345 million uh, from the small blind. He had pocket tens. So Bonomo obviously is pleased because he has pocket queens.
0: Oh wow!
2: So what a hand! Uh, two all-ins, uh, Jason with a ch- or Justin, I should say, with a chance to uh, take the title right them, there. Right there. And the board is uh, three of clubs, two of diamonds, two of hearts. So very uh, nothing board. That's a great flop for Justin. He's, he's dying. King comes on the on the turn,
0: giving Lonnie giving Lonnie
2: top pair. The
0: ten, ten had on to the, hit. River. the 10 had to hit on the river. Can you believe it?
2: Lonnie thought that uh, she had just tripled up and Instead, really taken the
0: lead. She so eliminated. basically,
2: the one hand there, anybody can win a tournament. Uh, not right at that second, obviously, but it's going to completely change things. Jason spiked the 10 on the river, uh, knocking out Lonnie.
0: Yeah, and now moving up to about 6 million in chips. Give her 6 a million more. against
2: 5 million or so, and they played head to head. Uh, Jason took a big lead, and, uh, in the last of the chips, uh, Jason had, uh, ace, queen, and queen of diamonds, and Bonomo had gone all in with ace, deuce, offsuit. Yeah. So, uh, the flush came on the turn, that was it, and, uh, that was all. Uh, Bonomo f- won 556000 Jason wins 794000 also, you were gone last week, so you didn't hear the interview, I did an interview with Jason and Natasha together, so, uh. Talk to them for the first time as a married couple. So, really a lot of fun uh, just to talk to all these people and really have a great time. It was cool. And it's so great to see a
0: South Florida boy do so well,
2: yeah, you know. absolutely. So, he wins. Reese, uh, obviously, marquee player uh, from uh, when he won the title with the Detroit Lions jersey on, the uh, uh, the Calvin Johnson jersey. When and, when, he and he
0: was full of confidence yeah, back was, then. Remember he that interview you and did? And really hasn't
2: done all that much since then, to be honest. I mean, he's got a couple of decent showings, but, uh, you know not the greatest player in the world, like he said he was at the time.
0: Well, you know, the, 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 remember when fields are thousands, I, it, what it means to me is people like Jason who, you know, puts himself competing against the top poker players consistently and consistently, you know, finishing in the, in the final tables and, and, you know, in the top ten, winning some of these tournaments. That that just, you know, how many years now has it been for Jason that you know, that that he's had that that excellent playing since, poker at least since 2008 2007
2: yeah maybe. who knows but yeah you know for him and the grinder Noah Schwartz uh, made a deep run in in the uh, finale uh, so he was there uh, really the only one of my top uh, Mount Rushmore of South Florida I think was Matt Waxman that, that that was there and played but uh, didn't didn't really do all that much in this tournament so uh, but let's look this final table at this high roller. Uh, first one out was Jeff Gross, good player. Ari Engel and Bryn Kenny got knocked out in the same hand in seventh and eighth place. Oh, wow! And that left Sam Savrol to go out in sixth, Olivier Bousquet in fifth, and Tony uh, Anthony Spinella in fourth. So and then Ron Lonnie wins three hundred forty-eight thousand for third place. Justin five fifty-six for second, and Jason takes home almost eight hundred thousand for first place. Wow! So, it was uh, it was fun and that was cool. Jason has the big black bushy beard now.
0: Uh, <laughs> no longer clean shaven him, like no. we were like we first met him.
2: Yeah. He's has he's had the stubble and he's had the different uh, beard styles but uh talked to them about uh, married life and uh, She's pregnant. Uh, Going to have their first baby in October. Oh, uh,
0: congratulations!
2: So, and you know how much, uh, and as I asked him last week, you know how p- important family was to him, and what a big deal this was, and
0: he's just absolutely well, thrilled. We, you know, you've spoken with his parents. You know, he's th- his first interview here was telling us, you know, h- how much everything, you know, with the what he went through, life uh, almost life-altering uh, situation in San right. Remo, and uh, you know. Had a life, almost a life losing situation. Yes, and he's had, you know, he's had a great upbringing. You know, strong parents. So, you know, th- that's why I'm sure it's so, so, so important to him. Right.
2: But uh, since you weren't here last week, I- I'll let you know that uh, they're obviously <laughs> closing down Seminole Paradise. I think you've heard of yes. that. You know, they're building a hotel. They haven't really started production in the hotels we talked about the last couple of weeks because still waiting on the state of Florida to find out what's going to happen with the Indian Compact. Uh, whether there's going to be uh, any destination casinos, any increased games at the Paramutuals, really a lot of stuff in the air right now. So they can't really talk too much about what their plans are, but they have moved forward with a lot of the construction. They have closed all the stores out there in the Paradise, and they are moving out of the uh, poker room, as it stands now, into the ballroom where they had all the tournaments this past weekend. So they actually divided the ballroom in half, And they're going to play on the left side for a regular basis and then still have some smaller ballroom space for other uh, things that they do there. But uh, uh, the plan is to be in there for at least 18 months, maybe as long as two years, uh, before they're able to get back into the new room when it's built. Uh, Not able to share any real concrete ideas, but we got a chance to talk with Tony Burns, uh, who did a tremendous job here. uh, He's not quite been there two years, about a year and a half. And a good friend of Matt Savage, and uh, I'm sure he got some good bit of help uh, with Matt landing him the job. And, of course, Bill Mason uh, is in charge of the poker over there, and and him and Tony get along great. Uh, It's just a phenomenal operation, and they've done such a great job. So uh, I give them a lot of publicity, and it's well-deserved, to be honest. Uh, We're going to talk with Tony. Uh, I played a little bit of the interview last week. as kind of a tease, the first six or seven minutes. It's actually pretty extensive, about 15 minutes long, and... Got into a lot of different issues and a lot of uh, responsibilities and the things that have happened since he's got there, decisions along the way. But we want to take our first break in the program, and we'll hear from Tony. And uh, if we get a chance, we'll play an interview I also did with Matt Savage, which is uh, pretty extensive as well. Um, When we come back a little bit later, we'll talk about Matt's new idea, the social experiment. I love it. I love it. And uh, we will talk about uh, the idea. Not all that well received uh, from a lot of players, but we'll talk about why and a few of those things. And uh, we'll also hear from Matt on his thoughts about it now that uh, it's gotten a lot of publicity. And that sort of thing. But we'll take this first break on the program. You're listening to Poker Action Line. And uh, we want to completely wrap up this event, which was really uh, marquee. They have the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open in the fall, which has blasted all kinds of records because of a $10 million guarantee the first couple of years. It's dropped down to $5 million. Now, this year, they're going to have less tables, less action there, so they may not even do that, but we'll see what happens. Uh, they haven't decided yet how they're going to do that, but they will have the tournament this year in, uh, I believe, August. So uh, We'll hear from all these things, and we'll talk a little bit more about what happened down in Hollywood uh, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, really the highlight of the year here in South Florida, for sure.
0: It really was a, very, a who's Whose list of poker players? Oh, man,
2: it was unbelievable. And there was a lot of people who didn't show, but we talked to old friends like Will Faella and... and uh, uh, Tom Debrilovich, and uh, just people that uh, it's fun to see when you come talk to them. And, uh, of course, they had the Jason Taylor tournament, and uh, the whole thing was just it, great. It
0: just tells you how strong South Florida poker is and what a destination stop this is in, in the poker yeah, world for tournaments.
2: Let's take this break. When we come back, we'll hear from Tony. And uh, a little later on, we'll uh, talk about the Matt Savage social experiment and maybe a few other things as well here. You're listening to Poker Action Line. We'll be right back after these messages.
0: This is Poker Action Line.
2: This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. The feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com.
1: Energy drives our nation's economy and is an important part of our daily lives. By taking steps to become more energy efficient, we can all save money and help reduce our nation's overall energy demand. I'm Energy Secretary Sam Bodman, encouraging you to use Energy Star products and apply appliances such as dishwashers, washing machines and thermostats. They can reduce your energy bills by up to 30%. Replacing your existing light bulbs with Energy Star qualified fluorescent lights in the lamps and fixtures throughout your home will save up to 50% on lighting costs. By installing Energy Star storm windows and double pane windows, you can reduce energy loss in your home by 25 to 50%. You have the power to make a difference. By using ENERGY STAR products, you can reduce your home energy bills and help our nation reduce its energy use.
2: More information on ENERGY STAR products and savings can be found at www.energysavers.gov or call toll-free 1-877-337-3463. This powerful savings message is provided by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Alliance to Save Energy.
0: Welcome back to the show.
2: Big Dave and Joe here in another edition of Poker Action Line. I got a chance to meet Bernard Lee, by the way, there. Oh, did you? First time in person. Uh, He's coming up with a 10th year, 10th anniversary of his show next month uh, in May. Um. He's. We'll probably do something with him uh, in regards to the show, but
0: uh, I've always enjoyed amazing. it. He's definitely in my top five
2: of yeah, our yeah. guests here. Yeah, you know I've talked to him so many times and had him on the show several times. And uh, first time we actually uh, spoke face to face. But uh, those are the kind of people that you see at these tournaments uh, that you really respect. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we had the interview with Mike Sexton. Uh, you know, he paid me the highest compliment by saying that's one of the best interviews I've ever done. You know, he Very said nice. he really enjoyed it and. Uh, uh, you know what a great guy and uh, so popular in the community and uh, everything he's done for. Uh, well, he's been an
0: ambassador for poker yeah, for many, many
2: years. Of course, he was involved with Linda Johnson and Jan Fisher with Poker Gives, uh, Lisa Tenner and uh, that whole group. And uh, although they've kind of been usurped by the uh, One Drop,
0: uh, yeah, charity, that's really <laughs> overtaken it.
2: It's uh, still he's uh, done so much for for poker, and then to see him this late in life. Uh,
0: have so much success,
2: yeah, they have the success, and it 's amazing when you think about doing a show uh for fifteen years I mean this show's been on the air this w p t tour and uh and you know the hand gestures and the voice and everything is' just you know it's it's world poker tour is what it is was
0: what he is yeah it, it, that's who you associate yeah, with absolutely. the w p t that's exactly who you associate with and and let me tell you something dave I would have loved to have asked him one question. All these years of being a commentator and watching these and obviously playing in some of them. And when he's gotten eliminated, he's gone to the broadcast booth. But watching all these great players over these last few years, has he picked up anything? I'm sure he has. You know, like, you know, that he would, like, comment on that. He would say, you know, yeah, you know, I've changed. I've changed the style of my game because of such and such a play that I saw. I'm sure
2: that's true. And it's funny you bring that up because... uh, Jonathan Little did very well in these tournaments as well, and uh, Jonathan has recently really expanded his uh, his float the turn stuff and the uh, instructional videos that he's been doing on his site, and uh, it's great stuff. I get all his emails and uh, tune into some of his seminars. But lately, he's had on Matt Affleck, uh, Phil Helmuth, and Mike Sexton to help him. Uh, with certain uh, aspects of the game and and uh, he was he was going very deep in these tournaments and making his notes and writing up uh, you know even that evening writing up a couple of hands from that day which is so cool which you see. can run
0: by some of the people that you really respect to see their perspective as to how they would have played that hand
2: yeah absolutely but uh, the funny thing was uh, he was uh, pretty much close to the final table and Knocked Mike Sexton out of that one I think it was about 14th (laughs) place or something like that. So I was hoping to sit down and do an interview with him. Didn't get a chance. But uh, the main question I wanted to ask him was, with all this stuff that Mike did with you, and you talked strategy and you went down hands and shot the videos – did you pick up anything there that you knocked him out with? Yeah, that would have been a very good question. But uh, we didn't get a chance. We'll do something with him down the road, I'm sure. But I want to get to this interview with uh, Tony Burns. Uh, Tony's been a good friend for about uh, six or seven years, and uh, really well-liked in the poker community, and got a chance. I don't get to t- interview him that often, because uh, uh, let's face it, the, uh, you know, the, the Seminole Hard Rock has a lot on the line. Every day they step into business with these big tournaments, and and they want to be very careful about interviews and, and what goes out over the media. So uh, I did get a chance. I uh, really appreciate uh, Yafa Mizrahi uh, giving me the, the opportunity to uh, interview Tony. And, of course, uh, Bill Mason and uh, Top Brass as well. But we sat down and we had a good long conversation about what's happened to him at the Seminole Hard Rock since he came over from the aisle. And uh, more importantly, what's happened over the last 12 days with this, uh, these great tournaments. Here's what he had to say. I'm with a birthday boy here in the <laughs> Seminole Hard Rock Ballroom. Tony Burns, good friend for a long time, and uh, we haven't talked on the air in a long time, but uh, certainly have been looking forward to uh, find out what's going on with you. Uh, I know you uh, won a tournament since I last saw you, but let's uh, let's talk first about uh, what's going on here because uh, this has uh, always been a tremendous success, and and it keeps getting better all the time, especially since you've been here now. I think uh, that's you take part of the part of the credit. Uh, we're in the middle of this uh, showdown, seventh season of the showdown. Tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, the work you guys put into, putting into this when you before you come in.
3: You know, uh, it's always great to talk to you. And, you know, we, we chat in between, and, and uh, you know, the Seminole Hard Rock, over the last uh, six-plus years, uh, since 2011, they took a lot of risk. And it's something that I admired, uh, even working in my, my, uh, my old life, uh, watching the work that they did here, bringing on the WPT and the partnerships that they made, um, you know, it was something that, you know, when you see something great like that, you want to be a part of it. And you know, in August 2015, they brought me on, and coming over here and, and the, a lot of the trial and error, uh, you know, with with dates, you know, the timing of of, of the year to put these tournaments, uh, the structures, the buy-ins, the guarantees. They, there was so much. Uh, director uh, Bill Mason, you know, the of, of overall the poker he uh, and his team at the time, they, you know, they, they left or they well, they built a great foundation that I was able to come in and 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 become part of the team and, and put some, um, you know, my touches, you know, and in, in input and and also just to to be the new face uh, the tournament director here and and uh, the relationships I have with the South Florida players and. It's, just, it's It's been a privilege and, and
2: humbling to, to come aboard. I think the worst part of the job is when you guys set uh, big guarantees, and it, uh, it's questionable whether you're going to make them or not, but you guys haven't had a problem with that for, for quite some time.
3: Yeah, you know, the tournaments uh, here have, um, you know, outside of the, um, the August championship, um, you know, they're always looking for ways to finite the product, um, you know, hit the guarantees, but like I said, they're they're willing to you know take those opportunities and and uh, you know this series has been a terrific success. Uh, all the numbers up uh, on the most of the events year over year. Uh, you know over 1,200 entries for the championship. Uh, you know up to seven entries from 342 to 349 on the finale on the 10K finale, and just to show that you know that 10K price point is still there and and alive in this uh, poker world. It's uh, it's
2: great to see. I guess uh, a lot of the casual fans say, wow, they only had one opening day. How do they expect to get a big number like that? But, uh, you know, people are ready to jump right back in, and they and they do so. I can remember looking at the entries early in the day, like when you guys just kicked off. It was like 400 and some. And uh, I said, well, that should make that, that guarantee. And all of a sudden, 1,200 is a, is a huge number to end up with. So you guys got to be pleased. Oh,
3: absolutely. You know, never... Uh, you know, you can hit your numbers, you're excited. Uh, You know, it's not always about breaking numbers, but, you know, making the guarantees and and the longevity of the game and keeping the players coming back year after year after year, you know, um, and talking about the future. You know, players are coming on the property. They're seeing the signage about the the new... you know the new property that's to come in the in you know 2019 and that excitement you know that we uh that, that we're creating here and um like i said they, they uh, did a lot of years of hard work in building the brand and the foundation and i'm just like i said i'm very humbled to be a board and part of it
2: in august you have the uh the big seminal hard rock poker open and uh, a big four associated with that the last couple of years now this week with the addition of the uh, tournament of champions the last two years, it's almost a big three because you got the finale that's being played today, 10,000 buy in, and not to mention all the other high rollers and stuff. But uh, uh, it, it's really an attraction. The, the poker world has spent the last two months out in California. Mm. They jump right in a plane and come over to Florida to play again. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier
3: that uh, the fact that all the Canadian players love to come down here this time of year. is. Well, Florida year round's great. And, you know, the the change of scenery to come onto the East Coast and, you know, uh, this tournament's great. I mean, we added the 50K high roller. Uh, We had our first uh, first 50K buy-in in in November uh, right after Jason and Natasha's wedding for the Rock and Roll. That drew 21 entries, so to grow that product from 21 entries to 28 entries. And, uh, you know, once again, $3,500 buy-in, the 10K finale. uh, We have the 25K high roller tomorrow, in which we've grown that product from high 80s to now in the low 100s. So it's interesting to see what we'll get tomorrow. Um, and then, you know, the, to cap off with the WPT TO, uh, TOC tournament champions, uh, they had 64 entries last year. So a lot of, a lot of big names and, and uh, that are here, and we're looking forward to seeing what we can get over the, next, uh, the last weekend.
2: I think the big names is what is so impressive. I was putting out a couple of tweets, and I didn't know whether to uh, group uh, WPT Players of the Year, uh, main event champions for the WSOP uh, local favorites. There's just so many guys that are well known, and that's uh, you know when the coverage comes out all over the world, uh, it's impressive and uh, looks good for the uh, the property. Yeah, you know there's such a mix of players
3: from you know and, the, and our buy-ins reflect that too. That you know players can get into tournaments, they can get into a high roller event for as little as eighty dollars. And back in August, we actually had two players that went through that step, and they got that experience. And as the word of mouth travels, you know, the players see how much we take care of them down here. Uh, you know, for our high rollers, the, the food spread that we put out, you know, a lot of, we, we do our $10 food vouchers for players when they go on dinner break. So we're giving back, we're listening, and not a lot of places are doing that anymore. And, um, you know, it starts at the top here, you know, at the summer Hard Rock that they love poker. poker's part of the culture and, uh, you know, it, it reflects in the numbers.
2: You had a little bit of a break between the final table for uh, the showdown, which is going to be tomorrow as we speak here, or or, I'm sorry, Wednesday as we Mm -hmm. speak here on a Monday. Uh, Great final table with Rob Mizraki, uh, Daryl Fish, uh, local guys, and then you got Dan Coleman, who uh, probably (laughs) has made more money than anybody over the last uh, two three years. Um, that's impressive. Now, I, I think there's pretty much a guarantee there's going to be a great final table in this one as well. Uh, it's, it's something that people want to see on the, uh, uh, on the live streams. And then, you know, the tournament champions, of course, you got all great guys that are going to be shown later in the year with the uh, broadcast on WPT.
3: Yeah, and, uh, you know, Daryl and his growth down here and being a member of the similar Hard Rock team and, and Dan Coleman, he, his successes, and we have one of our local players, uh, Eric Bellers, on the final table. I think he lives here uh, in the plantation area, I believe. And uh, we were talking last night, and, you know, how excited he is to be playing with these guys and be on a, on a final table, and he was talking about one of his bigger scores and how this just blows away one of his biggest scores. And um, you know, being in the market for 10 years and, and watching the local guys and their growth and their success, and it's just—it's uh, so sweet to to, to, to to be here and, and watch these players grow and, and,
2: and grow with them. One of the big new things for you—you uh, know—you obviously were a dealer at uh, the Isle. You were a tournament director. Uh, you switched over because of your family and you know, I got a couple of kids now and uh, you didn't want to uh, you had a chance to go to Maryland at one point but you you decided to stay here because you wanted to have a little better schedule for your family now this fits in nice as a uh, as a daytime uh, manager and uh, you know I guess when you look back you made the right decision
3: yeah you know in life we're all faced with decisions and you know when that fork in the road came I made a very tough decision you know Mike Smith uh, still a great friend and mentor and uh, you know with the successes he's had up there at Maryland live but ultimately this was you know I believe everything happens for a reason and uh, I was able to fortunate enough to land into this position and I always said if I was given something of this magnitude that I would I would take care of it and uh, you know and never take one day for granted you know when you deal cards you you, uh, I was dealing four days a week, had three days off, a lot less hours, a lot less responsibility. But you know, I went to school for business, and I wanted to grow in, in my career. And this company gives me that opportunity to do that. And the trust I built with Bill Mason, and and having Matt Savage as a as a mentor, and, and helping, um, you know, helping me grow. Because I'm like I said, I just turned 35, and still a baby amongst amongst the the. the uh, you know, the men, if you will. The and veterans. Yeah, the veterans, the pioneers. And and it's just, um, I can't uh, put it into words. Sometimes I, I stop and think about it and how full circle it's, it's come for me from uh, starting out as a bar poker dealer back in 2004 to now being the tournament director of one of the biggest global brands in the world 13 years ago.
2: Which is pretty amazing. That's only 13 years ago. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, two other things I want to talk about. One is the American Poker Awards. Uh, you were nominated this year for an award. Uh, Along with Matt in the same competition, there uh, neither of you won, unfortunately. But that's uh, the first time you've been nominated, and, uh, and you probably didn't expect to win. But uh, you know, just the exposure of getting your name out there worldwide in the poker world is is fantastic.
3: I couldn't believe it actually when somebody told, well actually Bill Mason told me about it. Um, I didn't even realize it was up on the original ballot they, were, they had an original ballot of 12, and then that ballot was voted on amongst uh panel, okay. and then I got. Uh, into the final four and when I heard I was on the initial 12 I'm like what in the world am I doing on there you know and then to get on the final four to go out there and Sean McCormick from ARIA uh, terrific guy all the things that he's done out there and uh, he gave me a nice uh, shout out in his uh, acceptance speech he said if you could break it in half he would have given me the other part and that meant a lot too and, and, and the recognition that you know that I've gotten in the industry but it's, it's not all about the personal awards this is such a gigantic team effort and all the people that don't get recognized that put in so many countless hours. And, uh, you know, it's great to work with them and, and this product that we put on. I, I can't wait to see what the future is gonna bring.
2: Uh, last thing I wanna talk about is the big difference in this job from previous ones you had is the Involvement with TV. There's so much going on. Uh, you guys work with the Poker Night in America crew for uh, Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open. Now you have the WPT crew. Uh, I don't know if a lot of those people are the same or not, but uh, uh, you know, it's it's something that. Uh, has really driven the popularity of the sport, and it's it's not only fun to be involved in it, but uh, you I'm sure you've learned so much. Yeah, you know we partnered up
3: with uh, some of the industry's best uh, with WPT and Poker Night in America, and last uh, last year the Tournament of Champions was my first TV final table, and it was such an experience to go through that motions. It was there was so many butterflies and excitement, anticipation you know the first time they've done this product and to be calling the action with the action clock and all the different elements that were going on so not only was my first final table the first time the TOC had been going on the first time they'd used an action clock and we pulled it off and you know it, here we go again uh you know a year later and the live streams are really cool too you know and i'm, I'm learning so much after every one on how to make it better you know looking back on the film and and was i standing in a shot was i you know, obviously I'm cognitive doing my job. My job comes first, but also learning placement and, and um, certain interactions, you know, when things because, are like Because you're in those shots, you know. You're, well, part, of the, you're part of the show. Well, yeah, but, you know, it's all about them. You know, there, there's a statement from my background being in baseball you know, my, that, you know, the best umpires are the ones that don't get noticed. And, and I'm not saying I'm an umpire, but, it, you know, I know I'm there as a the face. But this is about them. This is, the, um, you know, some guys... This might be their only final table that they might make in their career. You just never know. Or it's their first shining moment, and I'm not there to take away from that. So, but just to be of service, and um, you know, like I said, our partners are great. Um, they're very, uh, like I said, having that and and, and turning to them, say, hey, how did you handle this, or how do you handle this in your career? Handle you know, like the social media and the different aspects like that, and uh, as my popularity has got to grow once again extremely humbled by it and uh, appreciate all the players and and the staff and just uh helping me grow as a as a person, better person.
2: That's one of the great things about you as we close is uh you know, you have the great family life and and you're very happy with your situation uh at home, at work. Everything seems to be great. You're getting recognition. And it'd be so easy to have your head blow up and uh, and just become a different person. It does happens to a lot of people but, you know, everybody to a person has said, you know, Tony stayed the same. He's uh he's still such a great guy and uh, you know i mean that says something about you and uh, and probably the way that you were brought up
3: yeah it has a lot to do with my raising and, and um just always remember to stay humble um my grandmother was a big influence of that um my grandmother just passed away uh right before christmas at the age of 95 but my grandma was a huge influence in my life and uh keeping me humble and um you know, she wasn't a big fan of poker you know not understanding all the elements of poker she probably thought of the, the old wild wild west days but um
2: as a lot of people do
3: yeah some of them do they still don't understand the, the all the regulations and how protected poker is now versus those days but um you know she was a big influence you know my my mother and my father and i have a strong strong wife and you know two beautiful children that keep me grounded and keep me focused and once again, having Bill Mason and Mike Smith and Matt Savage and some of the guys that have been in the industry a really long time to, you know, just keep me focused and, and reeled in. We, we joked around about, uh, you know, they're doing the expansion on property, and they're like, oh, we're going to have to build, big, build bigger doors for Tony, build the <laughs> nine-foot doors. But, um, you know, it's um, once again, this is a great opportunity. And like I said, if I ever got a hold of something like this, I would never let it go And uh, continue, because in the end, I, I'm... This is what I do to provide for my family, and my family always comes first.
2: Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't at least uh, touch on the subject. I know that, that you cannot uh, get into too much information now because there's so many uh, variables out there as far as, uh, you know, when you guys decide to go ahead and get financing, what happens with the state and that sort of thing. But we do know that, the, that there is expansion going on and that the old poker room, is, is you're moving out of there very soon, uh, you're going to come into this ballroom and take a part of that. Can you just give me a brief synopsis and what's in the plans for this summer
3: yeah there's not uh you know some dates are still vague at the time but uh, yeah the uh, Seminole paradise area is, is one of the foundational areas for the new tower um you know a lot of the shops up there have come to a close and they started demolition on you know uh the nightclubs and whatnot to clear out that area but yes we'll be moving on to the poker room probably sometime in the summer i'd imagine and coming here into the ballroom and uh you know they're going to make this the experience in the ballroom um that the players have during the tournaments I think will be a good um, a good sell, if you will, to have players that normally don't play cashier to come here, know that they're going to be inside the ballroom, um, the atmosphere that they get of the ballroom, the ambiance and the excitement. I think that'll trigger to some some uh, in the action here is great as is, but even better cash action um, in the in the tournaments as well. Could see our t- uh, tournaments improve.
2: So the focus now is on the next couple of weeks with the big tournaments, uh, national uh, recognition, worldwide recognition. And then you turn right around after a summer of construction and moving and everything. Then all of a sudden you're getting ready for the 7 Hard Rock Poker Open again.
3: Yeah, yeah, that'll be right around the corner. We're still, you know, with uh, moving over here and the amount of tables that we have, we're finite the schedule, um, you know, and... and uh, you know, those dates are going to, well, the dates are out there, uh, August 3rd through the 15th, But the tournament schedule and the buy-ins and the guarantees will, and, yeah. and, uh, will be out shortly. So we're excited to release those. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, like I said, this August, it's hard to believe it's been two years already. Crazy. And to think that in another two, uh, you know, we'll be, you know, sitting in the area of uh, what could be the, in my opinion, just pull up the renderings. Uh, one of the most beautiful hotel towers and, and gaming areas uh, in the United States, if not the world.
2: An attraction for everybody, so they're going to keep coming as long as you guys keep doing it.
3: Yeah, it's like the field of dreams. And, and forgive me for all my baseball references, but it, I think if we build it, they're, they're going to come and keep coming. So Absolutely. Thanks for your time. Tony. All right. Thank you, Dave.
2: Tony Burns, uh, what a great story. Uh, that he uh, has been so successful there after uh, many great years at the Isle, and, uh, and he hasn't forgotten Mike the Smith people who have helped him. Yeah, get absolutely. There That's uh, something he'll always mention. And uh, now they move forward, and uh, uh, you know we'll wait to see what happens with the legislature in the state of Florida. But uh, no matter what happens, you know there's going to be a new hotel there. Um, final plans uh, could be adjusted. Who knows what happens there, but. Uh, Certainly, looking forward to uh, what they decide to do with a great shopping area that's been a hub of uh, activity on Friday and Saturday nights
0: here in South Florida with it the clubs really and everything. Has. It's been it huge. Really and has. It's,
2: it's only going to get better and better as we as time goes on. Yeah. Well, listen. The,
0: everything they've done has been first class. It really has. You know, the, you'd have to be nitpicking to find something that wasn't done well there. And whatever hasn't been done well, they fixed it going yeah. forward. So. Uh, yeah, I'm going to look forward to seeing this guitar-shaped hotel and, uh, and enjoying, I mean, because besides the casino, the hotel, the nightlife that they, you know that they've provided for so many people and the enjoyment, the entertainment factor of it alone. It was great, so I can only imagine it's going to get better.
2: And we've, uh, you know, we've both worked in the paramutuals over the years, and we've been somewhat critical at times that it wasn't a level playing field. For and the it's paramutual. not, and, and unfortunately, it never will it, it, it's not. It never will be. But uh, you know, when you do have the opportunities, and then you cash them in, there's certainly got to get a lot of credit for that.
0: Yeah, and you know, guess what? You know, we we were on the other side of that fence. You know, if we were on their side of the fence we would have taken advantage of that of having that that advantage that that they have well, of course you know and it's 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 only logical more everybody in the world would have taken that advantage and you know the only people complaining are the ones who are trying to compete against you right so you know they've done a great job listen yeah. we've been doing this show now 7 years 7 years okay and just look at where they were and where they are now and how they've just made that grow and it, into such into a world-class experience down here. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And, uh, of course, Tony's good friends with uh, Matt Savage, who was here uh, for all the two weeks to uh, oversee things as the executive tour director of the, the World Poker Tour and, of course, involved in many, many things. A little bit later, uh, after our next break, I want to talk about uh, his new social experiment. Uh-huh. and we'll, uh, Can't have wait. <laughs> we'll talk about it briefly because I, I have a great interview with Matt that we sat down for... Uh, for uh, 13 or 14 minutes and, and and talked about a lot of different things, but he did discuss his thoughts behind uh, the social experiment. We'll get to that uh, in our last segment here, but um, the interview with Matt I think we'll save till next week, and uh, we'll hear what he had to say about a lot of different things. Uh, one thing I'll mention before we do go to break is uh, congratulations to one of our guests uh, that we've had on several times, Maurice Hawkins, uh, who went to uh, Council Bluffs, Iowa this past weekend, and won another ring, the 10th of his career. He won the main event there, and it's the second consecutive year that he's won the main at Council Bluffs. Uh, you did some work up there this year, so you don't yep. know the room very well, and
0: uh, he's becoming a legend at Council Bluffs, Iowa. Yeah, well, listen, he's becoming a legend <laughs> <laughs> on his own right just because of those ten rings.
2: Yeah. I believe six in the
0: last two years. I believe that puts him in first place it for does. all-time rings because yes. I think when he won his ninth, he tied someone else. Yes, that is correct. So, uh, congratulations to you, Maurice.
2: Yeah, he absolutely. Beat. Uh, there was a thousand and eight players in that tournament. Uh, he earned two hundred seventy-nine thousand plus. Uh, largest WSOP cash of his
0: career, so uh,
2: things keep getting better.
0: Let me mention the interesting thing, too, in Council Bluff, okay? okay, um, You're never, uh, you know, because the state of Iowa will not allow an unequal chop. You can chop a tournament, but once you've decided to chop, it has to be an equal chop for everybody. Oh, really? So it deters from chops because you know you know some people who have the commanding chip lead are not going to do that and they can't do the uh the chip module uh you know uh how do they break that down by percentage of chips that you have and everything else so you know he he had to win that title he had to win that title there's no chopping for money and then playing off you you have to fight it to the very end there in Iowa yeah absolutely
2: uh, so congratulations to him. Uh, the circuit still moves on. They have about seven more events in this season. Uh, as they move on, they will still go to uh, Her- uh, Cherokee, uh, Harris Cherokee and uh, to New Orleans to play tournaments uh, in the next uh, few weeks. And uh, who knows, maybe the next show we do, we will talk be talking about ring number 11 for there Maurice. There you go. But congratulations to him. Uh, I did want to mention that. When we come back, we'll... Uh, We'll talk a little bit about this uh, social experiment. Uh, Joe's very interested and very supportive of it. Uh, Also, other news uh, in the world of poker, including some uh, later news about this uh, movie being done by Aaron Sorkin, who did the West Wing uh, poker movie called Molly's Game, uh, the story of Molly Bloom, who uh, who was called the Poker Princess and had a lot of big celebrities at her cash games out in Los Angeles. Uh, that movie is in production, finishing production, I should say, and uh, they're moving forward with that one. But that should be coming out maybe this summer. So uh, we'll talk about that as well. Uh, but you're listening to Poker Action Line. Don't forget you can always find us on uh, on iTunes. Very easy to find us there. Uh, you find us on SoundCloud, which is a great place to pick up the show. Download that app, and you can get uh, the show very easy. You can tweet copies of it to your friends. Uh, you can also go to the Poker Fuse podcast page. You can pick us up on Hold'em Radio Network, which uh, carries the show on a weekly basis and replays as well. And uh, you can go to our website, PokerActionLine.com, and check out any of the past shows uh, on the, on the uh, website there, PokerActionLine.com. So uh, let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll uh, talk a little bit about social uh, experiment. Uh, not, not the social network, but the social experiment and a couple other things as we finish out the show here on another edition of Poker Action Line. We'll be back after this
0: on the program. This is Poker Action Line.
2: Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. A lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables. With a chip stack, and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week, as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean. You can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Rods of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the play for free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the play for real game becomes available later this year.
1: WFO Radio
2: NHRA Nitro is all about
1: the NHRA Full Throttle Drag Racing Series. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the first edition of NHRA Nitro. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt. Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night, following NHRA national events, NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO radio application and at WFORadio.com.
2: Final segment of the show, Big Dave and Joe finishing up here Wednesday night in South Florida as we uh, bring you another edition of Poker Action Line. Still a lot of uh, huge summer coming up, obviously, uh, even if we don't have the uh, GPL League, the Global Poker League. <laughs> Doesn't look like it's going to happen this summer, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, of course, the World Series uh, begins May 31st. Uh, WPT, with a big weekend here in South Florida, has finished up Season 15 and uh they have a couple of uh, wpt deep stacks events scheduled uh, we'll probably cover those uh, heading into uh may and of course the super high roller bowl out at the aria is a big event out there that takes place this summer so a lot of stuff uh, always something to talk about obviously but uh i did want to talk about uh and and i will carry the interview next week we'll hold it off till next week but uh matt savage uh came up with an idea always thinking about the game and uh, what's good and what's bad and ways he can affect the game. And uh, he was the one that came up with uh, uh, re-entries, re-entry tournaments, really. that was kind of responsible for that. And doesn't always feel great about that, which he'll talk about next week. He doesn't think it's the best thing for the game. But uh, it's been great for the poker rooms, no question. When you set a big uh, guarantee, you draw a lot of people, and then you let people buy in as many times as they want, uh, you're going to have a huge prize pool. It,
0: it's a double-edged sword, you know, and you and I have discussed this before. You're not a big fan of reentries because if you've worked really hard to... I can't afford to re right, Exactly, but for poker to have grown, for poker tournaments to have grown to where they are now, Reentries have been a, a necessary evil, so to speak. Right, exactly.
2: But uh, the latest uh, from Matt Savage is something he's calling the social experiment. Uh, it's going to take place at the California State Poker Championships, uh, which starts April 28th and played through May 14th. Uh, out, I believe it's in the Los Angeles area. At the Commerce it is at the Commerce. Uh, which is uh, Matt is actually k- kind of uh, the poker director at both Bay 101 up in the San Francisco area where he's from, and uh, the uh, Commerce in Los Angeles, which is really the biggest casino down there. Of course, there's the Bicycle also, but uh, uh, Matt uh, kind of is a home based at these two places, and then of course he travels around the country for the World Poker Tour. But he his idea was uh, basically to encourage. Uh, The way things used to be in poker, and Joe, you could talk about that,
0: uh, how it was a social game. Oh, my God. When I read the article, I was smiling from ear to ear there because, you know, Dave, at our age, you know, I I know I feel like a young man. I know my birth certificate says otherwise sometimes, but, you know, I grew up in this, and it was besides playing poker for, you know, for the, uh, you know, for the sake of playing poker and to, to win money and see how good you were against other poker players that you thought were better than you there was a social aspect to it you know you 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 spoke to the people at the table you know you th- there was a social interaction between the players which you'll still see that in in the rooms like in cash games especially when it's the locals playing but in tournaments you don't see that anymore you know you don't you know everybody you know since online you know is is a, uh, something that you do by yourself at home There's no interaction with any other people, and I don't know if that's why it's carried over, but no one wore hoodies, wore sunglasses, you know, we we didn't have the technical uh, (laughs) of of, uh, earphones and stuff like that. And it's true that they mentioned in the article that every now and then you'd see somebody reading a book at a poker table in a poker room. Right. but. I think it's a great idea, and you know, it, it seems to be pretty close to being split 50-50 to some of the people liking it, and, and those who really don't want it. And I think it's those that have grown up, you know, uh, in this generation of poker, where it's you know, some of the things we've criticized on this show, you know, that there's no interaction between the players, the nastiness, because no one, you know, no one knows how to deal with other people. exactly that's that's my explanation and i like that matt is trying to bring back something that i grew up with in poker you know that uh people that are in our age group maybe even even in their mid-40s grew up with this before the explosion of of online poker and and how it's transcended into the poker rooms today and i i love that you know let me tell you you know I hate the fact that the hoodie, I, I, you know, the the science of it, that if everybody's, oh, they could see you this, the, you know, the, listen, sometimes, you know, when we were kids, you know, we ha- I always played outside, always came up with something, you know, we didn't have all these computer games and all these uh, Nintendos and Wiis and all of this stuff, we had to invent our own games outside exactly. and play sports outside, and... I thought it you know I, I wouldn't- i wouldn't trade in my my childhood for anything the way I grew up and and you know the values that I got from doing that and learning how to interact with other people, which I think is the big problem that so many people are having an issue with this. I love that he calls it the social experiment
2: well the big uh, people are wondering what what are you, what are they talking about what are the, what are the rules Well the real rule is that you cannot in the tournament area have cell phones, sunglasses, headphones, or hoodies. Uh, they're only allowed outside of the tournament area or on breaks. Now, of course, the, uh, the the some people have to have a couple of these things, like sunglasses, maybe if you have an eye problem or, uh, you know, who knows the, what the reasons. But if it's a medical necessity or if you have special needs, then you won't be held to the rule.
0: The only thing I'm questioning there is because so many poker rooms now are so cold. You yeah. know, the AC is so cold. You know, when he's saying hoodies, I would you imagine you're actually wearing the hoodie Wearing the the hood hood up. up I would imagine you can wear your hoodie as long as the hood hood isn't on your head. Exactly.
2: Which sounds, uh, you know, to some people, uh, they say it it sounds very uh, dictator like and. uh, very accusatory in that regard, uh, but most of the people think it's a pretty good idea. And you know, hey, it's let's basically say, just say it's an attempt at something. We'll see how it works. If it's good, they'll try it again. If it's uh, if it's not, but there are a lot of people who are very angry about it and say, you know, this is the United States. You
0: can't uh, you can't
2: ban those things from the
0: poker room. Well, listen, I was working in an air. I was working for the Seminoles, actually, when I first started as a supervisor back in '94. And I, you know, I could actually smoke on the floor while working, okay? And when they started going away in the late uh, 90s to banning smoking, which is just about the rule everywhere around the country, I honestly thought it was going to kill poker. I thought, I said, this is going to kill poker. I go, how can they, there were so many smokers playing. You know, I'd say 65 to 75% of the poker players were smokers. And when they finally started enforcing this rule and implementing this rule around the country, I said, They're gonna kill the game of poker. This is this but, is done. Let's
2: But the let's, truth is people were realizing that it's not good for you.
0: Exactly, you know, and, <laughs> and and you know, sometimes you have to force it upon people to do that. And let me tell you, I think poker was a much more enjoyable game when I was you know, when I was playing it and growing up in the in the world of poker. I looked forward to it. And even when you had bad sessions, you know, you, 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 yeah, you were upset, but you weren't beating yourself up. You, you know, you, you didn't see a lot of the stuff that you see today. You know, the, the, the like, uh, like we call it, you know, being a not a crybaby, but a spoiled brat. Yeah. That you see that attitude from from right. poker players nowadays, right. like they're little kids. Well, there
2: will be penalties uh, starting with a three-hand banishment. Uh, they go up to uh, one rotation banishment and uh you know sometimes we, especially if you get late in the tournament it can be very uh, devastating oh, yeah, uh, in the well, tournament
0: once the are up there <laughs> just to give
2: you this the facts it's scheduled now for the second event of the po- uh, California State Poker Championships an event that starts on April 29th it's just a $350 buy-in tournament if you don't like the rules don't, don't play don't,
0: don't play yeah exactly don't play plain and simple and you're going to see you're going to see so many people enter that tournament And then complain and complain, and then when everything goes smooth, because I'm sure Matt Savage is going to have that thing running like a well-oiled machine, people are going to start coming back going, well, it wasn't as bad as I thought. And before you know it, I bet you might have a few poker rooms around the country implementing something like this.
2: But you start with 30,000 chips, uh, there's a $100,000 guaranteed prize pool, so... It'll be a nice tournament uh, in a lot of ways. And uh, if you don't want to play, you're just missing out. So uh, we'll hear from Matt uh, not only about that, but there's so many other things to talk about with this guy. He's just so interesting. In fact, I just saw uh, Lucky You. In fact, I brought it for you, a copy. I don't think you've ever seen it. It's a movie with uh, uh, Eric Bana and uh, Drew Barrymore, Uh, kind of a romantic comedy set around the World Series of Poker. Uh, the poker footage is great. Matt is in the movie and uh Doyle Brunson was the uh the person in charge of like uh uh
0: He was like the onset expert?
2: Expert, yeah, okay. basically. Uh I, I forget the exact title, uh but he was the uh the the person who basically designed all the poker hands they ran them all through him and and he came oh maybe you should do this or that or have this be the card in the turn or the river and it's shot very well and it's it's I love the movie. uh... Uh, as far as the romantic comedy part of it, it's a little bit uh, simpleton. But
0: uh, the word you were looking for was technical Techni- advisor. Technical
2: advisor. <laughs> it just exactly came I to I me. I could <laughs> not come up with it. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, there's so many big stars in the movie: uh, Johnny Chan and uh, big players at the time: uh, Barry Barry uh, Col- uh, Greenstein, Barry Greenstein, uh, and uh, uh, Marsha Wagner. And uh, then there's some. Uh, you know, celebrities playing other people. There's a woman, that, Jen Harmon's in the movie, and then there's uh, an actress uh, that that, that play, basically plays Jen Harmon kind of in the movie. But it's really a good movie, and, uh, and I brought a copy. But Matt is in the movie, and uh, I, we talked a little bit about that and had a, a fun time talking, uh, not on the interview, but uh, outside of the interview. And uh, so that just kind of leads us to what 's coming next in movies uh, for uh poker out there we haven 't seen it in any while and this molly 's game is going to be the next one probably coming out this summer. I certainly hope it 's good I mean you know the, the rounders set such a such which a probably we 're not going to see
0: high level of 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 you know of excellence right. that we nothing 's come close
2: which we 're probably not going to see, but uh, some of the actors in this movie, uh, Jessica Chastain, has a big part uh, Idris Elba. Michael Cera, Kevin Costner is uh, also in a movie and uh, it's basically about Molly Bloom who was uh, running uh, you know, private games in New York or in Los Angeles uh, several years ago. Players like Leonardo DiCaprio, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Tobey Maguire uh, played in it and uh, uh, she was arrested at one point and has a really kind of an interesting story. So we'll see what comes out of that. The book was a disappointment to some that she wrote but uh, We'll see what happens with the movie. Also, a new film coming out, a new poker. Well, it's not a poker movie; it's a gambling movie called Win It All that you can pick up on Netflix. Keep an eye on that. Uh, The latest word on the uh, uh, Molly's game was that uh, the editor was just fired. So, when you complete a production and you start editing, and then they get rid of the editor, Uh, not really a good sign, I would say.
0: No, especially obviously two. Somebody else had a difference difference of of opinion, opinion. exactly. But Aaron Sorkin is a very
2: talented guy. He did the West Wing. He did uh, Newsroom. And uh, he's done many TV shows over the years, been the runner of those shows. And uh, this is his first uh, directorial debut. So uh, we'll check that out, and we'll talk about it in upcoming uh, shows. But uh, that's going to really do it for the show. Uh, One thing I did want to mention very briefly was – uh, the Oriental doctor that was dragged off the plane from United right, uh, is a poker player <laughs> that, it, that has won uh, several big tournaments over the years. His name, I guess, is David Dow, D-A-O. D-A-O. And uh, there was some discussion when people saw him. They recognized him from tournaments before, including uh, Matt Stout, who said, Hey, I, I know this guy. I played uh, next to him in a tournament in 2009. So... Uh, Uh, Let me see uh, if any kind of tournament that he's won. uh, No one exactly, but uh, these other players uh, identified him as a poker player, so uh, I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not, but uh, just wanted to mention that briefly. (laughs) Anyway, that's going to do it for the show. We'll hear from Matt Savage next week. We'll uh, have other interviews set up, and uh, we'll have some fun on another edition of the show. Thanks for being with us tonight. Uh, Joe, thank you for everything. And Gio, thank you for the job as, as well. Always, <laughs> And we will be with you next week on another edition of the show. Thanks for uh, listening. And pick us up on all our different places you can find us. And uh, send us an email, uh, bigdave at com. Be happy to hear from you.